What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give Welcome up. Welcome back to the Why I Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you could find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today I have a very special guest with us. It is David Cicerelli. Now, David is an experienced technology entrepreneur, founder, and chief executive officer of Voices. His company has been written about in the New York Times, CNN Money, Business Week, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Fast Company. He has appeared on Business News Network and The Globe and Mail TV. He is currently attending Harvard Business School and is a frequent guest speaker at industry conferences. So David has a lot to share with us today. So, David, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, David, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Better now that I'm here, Kojo. Thanks so much for uh, the warm welcome. And, David, we have had a lot of drama before the uh, podcast started, so I'm really excited to, to have you on today and get this thing rocking and rolling because I, for one, am real interested in what you do and what you have started. So, I'm just going to go ahead and get this ball rolling to the question that everybody has been waiting to hear. And that is why, why David, why did you start voices.com? I think the story of every entrepreneur usually uh, begins with something in, in your childhood, right? Some inkling or interest early on in your life. For me, I always had a fascination with sound my mom and dad had uh, an old shortwave radio where I could tune into radio stations around the world. There was an old record player with the Beatles and Bob Marley. I could listen to, to tunes on a record player. So um, it's those first experiences with, let's call it audio technology, mm. that really got me into music and audio, um, played drums, you know, had piano lessons. So when it came to looking at a post-secondary uh, school, kind of after high school, what did I want to do next? I actually was presented through, uh, through a colleague, actually, through the church, that uh, they suggested uh, checking out this school, an audio recording technology school, where I could learn how to record, mix, and produce sound and music. Um, and that's where I uh, learned just that. I you know, graduated uh, you know, with, a, with a degree in audio engineering. And uh, from there, I opened up a small recording studio, so that studio eventually became an online platform, uh, you know, kind of got out of the recording studio business and uh, instead actually started operating this website that connects freelance voice talent. People like you who have a great voice, who maybe have an artistic aspect to them, can read copy, you know, advertisements, phone system recordings, audiobooks. And it's the website brings clients to, uh, to, you know, to post their jobs looking for freelance voice talent. So that's what we do. It's kind of a freelance economy type platform. And uh, we've been doing it from, from the get go. So uh, it's really, you know, kind of one, one thing leading to another. You don't just start a website. It's usually on a part of a long journey. So that's, uh, that's the short version of mine, Kojo. I love that story right there. And 
I think you even broke down a little bit, you know, what your process was like. So I'm going to go ahead and skip that question. I want to, this is what I want to know. I'm going to, I'm going to go back just a little bit further. What do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into what you do today? Well, in our family, mom, especially, she read aloud a lot of books Um, We had both, I think it was like a Saturday evening, Friday evening, perhaps, almost like story time. And we'd read like classics um, that you'd probably, you know, read in school, but it was something special about having your mom read out a book and you could just get lost in what's called the theater of the mind, right? You're, you're, you're creating these pictures and your imagination is kind of running wild. Um, So I really enjoyed that. Um, That's one thing. And another is, you know, some of, the, some of the toys that I got to play with. I mean, I was a huge fan of Lego. Um, actually was fortunate to visit Legoland in, in Denmark uh, one year, which is kind of their, you know, worldwide headquarters. But they have this almost the equivalent of Disneyland, but it's Legoland and everything's, you know, built almost at full size scale. It's just phenomenal. So mm. um, playing Legos a lot really taught me how to, deconstruct and put things back together Mm. where you can follow the set, the instruction set, or you can play freeform and combine the pieces in different ways. And I think that really, you know, kind of gave me the engineering desire to build and put things together. And even though they're the same blocks, you can, uh, you know, reassemble in many, many different ways. So I think there is this, always this combination of, listening and this uh and learning um that was really encouraged in our household i love that answer right there especially that legos part because david i can relate i was a legos guy just like you so i really love that answer right there now what is an average day like for you well nowadays it's uh usually waking up at six between six and seven i go right and we have a, a you know one of these Peloton bikes at home. So I usually try to make uh, even just a short 20 minute bike ride first thing in the morning. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, breakfast, maybe, maybe read a little bit uh, in the morning uh, along with breakfast. And then uh, I actually meet with uh, our executive assistant first thing uh, every day at 845, because what we do is realign, Hey, what's happening today and over the next couple of days, let's make sure we're uh, maximizing our time to the best of our abilities and uh, coordinating any other kind of upcoming meetings. So we, we talk just for 15 minutes, a quick, uh, quick check-in. And then really Kojo, it's a series of meetings. Um, we try to, I try to do my best to what I call batch process. So it might be a day of you know, product development meetings where we're I'm meeting with a, a number of uh, people on our product team and designers who are working on improving different aspects of the website. The next day, it might be, you know, talking all about marketing or another day talking all about sales. And it's just a whole series uh, of usually one hour to 90 minute meetings. Um, We try to go pretty deep. And then of course, there's, you know, Fridays, we always do, I call them one-on-ones. So there's seven direct reports um, to me right now. And so these are people that I work with most closely. Mm. And we have a one-on-one session for half an hour. And uh, during that, it's, it's really their time to ask about, you know, uh, you know advice. Uh, what have I seen? What have I experienced? But also for me to challenge them, what are you working on that I can help out with? 
Uh, what, what's getting in your way? What blockers exist that maybe I can remove for you? Mm. So it's really this, uh, really a two-way conversation around uh, how we can continue to, uh, to build uh, voices um, to being a great platform for freelance talent. I love that answer right there, David, and it goes smoothly, smoothly into my next question. And that is, what do you enjoy the most? Hmm. I definitely enjoy product innovation, uh, coming up with ideas. And even if I didn't come up with the ideas, maybe someone else came up with the idea in terms of, you know, seeing a problem that either our customers are facing or maybe potential customers are facing. And then how are we going to go about solve that problem? It could be uh, very simple, like maybe improving our search results or how our profiles are, are designed for readability. Um, just this morning, we had some concerns from somebody who has uh, a seeing disability. They're, they're blind. And uh, as such, it's harder for them to navigate the website through what's called a screen reader. It basically reads out uh, audibly the content on your website. And, you know, that's a challenge. We're going to need to come up with a better solution than what we have today. So I love that product innovation um, piece. And because uh, I, I, I think there's, you know, there's, there's no end in sight in terms of how you can, how you can uh, improve. Uh, and so, I, you know, being someone who's kind of full of ideas and has, I would say, a, a degree of discernment, you know, kind of having been at this for a long enough time, you know, when something makes sense or something resonates or it feels like it's a simple solution and it seems probably the right one, I tend to, you know, really galvanize and get people excited around pursuing a particular solution. Uh, and so anything around product development, I think would be what I enjoy most about my day or even my week. I love it. I love it. But of course, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least? Oh, uh, I would have to say those uh, situations where maybe you have to be uh, the bearer of bad news, mm -hmm. um, have a difficult conversation. Sometimes that's around performance. Mm. Uh, sometimes that's around uh, a change that just needs to happen, you know, either in the company or we need to inform our customers of a, of a change that, you know, might be, it's going to be news to them. So you're just kind of bracing for, you know, that, that potential reaction or any kind of questions that you didn't anticipate. So those are, those are, I would say would be more challenging days, but as, as a leader, you definitely need to rise to the occasion and, and be the one who, who delivers that message with confidence with, you know, with grace and delicacy. Um, but yet also with, with uh, sensitivity and care, because you might've had time to come around to understanding why this is the right decision, but the recipient of that news, they're hearing it for the first time. So you need to kind of recognize that um, you need to be clear about it, mm. but also give them a moment to, uh, to digest whatever news uh, there is. So those are always uh, tricky parts uh, of, uh, you know, of uh, kind of the work experience. Fortunately, Kojo, they don't come up all that often. So uh, I think the, what I like least is, uh, is really, I would say, kind of an edge case. Now, it doesn't, doesn't arrive uh, on, my, on my plate too often. I love it. I love it, David. And I really, I really love the fact that you, as a CEO, you still have to have empathy. As a CEO, you still have to have empathy. I love that answer right there. Now, David, this next question right here is my absolute favorite. And that is, 
Do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Uh, I would say the aspect of school that mattered most is learning how to learn. Mm. And one of the challenges I think with, uh, with how students are graded in school is it's on a very specific type of learning where you're reading and then you're being tested on that content. Whereas there's certainly career paths that put an emphasis on that, you know, really anything in academia, on research. There's other aspects of, uh, and, and other career paths, I'll say, hmm. that those particular skills aren't emphasized nearly as much compared to, we just talked about empathy, about these quote unquote soft skills. Knowing, to, knowing how to have a conversation, how to engage people, look them eye to eye and express in genuine interest in what their aspirations are. That's these soft skills I found actually have taken me a lot further mm. than perhaps some, some academic skills. That said, you know, it's, it, it's it, especially around kind of the maths or sciences, you might be asking why, why am I, I have no intention to become a, you know, a, a biologist. Why do I need this now? But I think what the intention is to give you opportunities to stretch yourself, maybe learn something new, understand and appreciate the world around you. So I think if you have that type of mindset, uh, that's probably going to be a great place to start with. But whether grades matter, particularly school, I, I, think, I think if you have a vision on directly where you go, you'll become a lot more comfortable. If you want to become a medical doctor, grades are absolutely going to matter because it's going to determine whether or not you know, you're getting into college or university. Mm. You know, if you have a desire to do something different that maybe they don't, uh, you know, it doesn't have that requirement. I mean, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people enter entrepreneurship is because mm you can be in business for yourself. And therefore it didn't really matter what your grades in school are, but by putting an emphasis on your schooling early on in life, you preserve what's called optionality. You keep your options open. And I think if anything, that's why they matter. That's why they matter early on. Mm. You don't want to just give up and say, Oh, they don't matter. Cause I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Mm. Well, what if, you know, you talked about kind of this quantum physics business. Well, oh, yeah. grades are going to matter there because you got to understand quantum physics and all aspects of, you know, science and engineering. There's a lot that's going to go with that. So I would, I'm going to uh, be forthcoming here, Kojo. I'm going to say they matter because they preserve optionality. Mm. It gives you, it, it keeps your choices open and you can always narrow down later on in life. But if you make that critical choice early, to say, nope, they don't matter, and you dismiss school, you've, you've, you've kind of set yourself on a path, and I'm not mm -hmm. sure it's necessarily the right, the right one. There's too, there's too many, there, there's a number of entrepreneurs that are almost celebrated because they dropped out, mm -hmm. and, and that almost becomes part of their story, but they are, these are lifelong learners. These are people who continue to read books, who continue mm -hmm. to listen to podcasts, probably go to conferences as well too. And so, you know, grades matter. I would encourage people to, to stick with it, whatever, uh, whatever courses you're in now, whatever uh, year of schooling you're in now, stick with it, I think, because it, it does preserve the options that you have later on in life. 
I love that answer right there, David. And I could not have answered that question any better myself. So, David, I'm going to break down this next question for you just a little bit, but just because this word gets tossed around willy-nilly, and that is, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what is your devotion? What are you devoted to? Hmm. Well, impact for me is around the content that gets produced at Voices. As I mentioned, Voices.com, it's a website where clients... They're often at advertising agencies, a video game production company. It could be a marketing, uh, you know, at a big brand, a marketing executive or a creative producer at a big brand. And they have a story to tell. It's their brand story. It's a, it's a commercial. It's an advertisement. It could be a documentary, you know, something that's, and whatever that story is, we want that content to be uh, uplifting, to be positive, to be, uh, edifying to the and, and really nourishing to the people that hear that. And so the way we have an impact is actually espousing these values. We, they're really our brand values, which really get encompassed in what we call our content guidelines. Basically, we're, we're, we're taking a stand. We're saying, hey, we think that there's good content that should be out there in the world that, that has all of those positive impacts that I just talked about. People feel good to hear it. They feel like they've learned something. Um, they're entertained in a wholesome way. And so the content, meaning the job postings that go through voices.com need to meet that standard. They need to meet those guidelines. If it's something that's negative in the sense that it's, it's slanderous material, um, it's extreme violence. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, you know, full of hatred. Um, unfortunately that kind of garbage does get, uh, attempted to be published on uh, as a job posting from time mm. to time. But because we've created a series of filters and just tried to make sure that that's, we don't want to be part of someone who's trying to create a harmful advertisement or a harmful, a, a, a video game or an animation that has harmful content that people would find offensive. I think uh, that's how we're trying to have the positive impact by making sure that really that what people hear lifts them up. And that's what we're trying to do uh, through our values at Voices. I love it. I love it. I love it. And David, you have been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long, but we are down to that last question. And that is, if there was one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you are in today, what would that be? This is advice that was given to me um, and it came in a book called 10, 10, 10. And I think there's somebody out there who's a very special person who's listening to this who needs to hear this right now, mm. that you're going to come to these forks in the road. You can make a decision. But as you're about to make that decision, ask yourself, is the choice I'm about to make the right decision 10 minutes from now, 10 months from now, and 10 years from now? Mm. And it helps frame up the like, oh, I got to make good decisions in the short, medium, and long term. But by putting these quantifiable constraints around it, 10 minutes, 10 months, 10 years, it really helps you reevaluate, Kojo, that 
yeah, 10 minutes from now, I might feel good. You know, it's, it's going to feel good. I'm not going to really care. 10 months from now, ooh, geez, maybe there was a consequence. Um, maybe I had, you know, had to do more explaining about a situation than I was expecting to. Maybe I had to, um, had to apologize, right? Mm-hmm. And, or maybe I had to, you know, it had some other downstream effects. And 10 years from now, you never want to make a decision in the moment for something that may negatively impact you 10 years from now. Now, mm-hmm. let's put this in a positive way. 10 minutes from now, you and I are going to feel great that we had this conversation. You're helping people listening. Hopefully I am as well, uh, as, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. 10 months from now, maybe you hear a story from somebody who listened to this very episode who said that idea of 10, 10, 10 helped me. Mm-hmm. And maybe 10 years from now, you're looking back on your thousandth episode and you've helped impact thousands of people, right? So that's how you can frame up the, what am I doing today? And how is it going to be sure? How am I going to make sure it has a lasting impact? So that's my one piece of advice. Run your critical life choices through that 10, 10, 10 model. I love it. I love it. And David, you could not have answered these questions any better than you have today. And again, I must thank you once again, once again, for coming on the podcast today and sharing everything that you had to share. You had a very, very valuable points, but I need something from you, David. I need something from you. I need something to put in that link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours, whether it's a social media site, whether it's a website, I don't care if it's a book, something that I can leave in that description below so that my audience can reach yours. I think the best uh, place to go, Kojo, is just www.voices.com. And that's our website that'll help you if you are a aspiring creative talent, you want to become a voice actor, you want to become a translator, an audio producer, a, a musician, and get freelance work online. Or perhaps you're working on a project where you need to hire a creative talent. Mm. And so you can also do that at voices.com. So I'd appreciate if you could leave that link uh, in the description. That's the one for you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And everybody, please hit that link in the description below. Now, folks, again, I could not have asked for a better interview from David here today. And we got to thank him once again. But folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job, you're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and David helped you find it here today. Folks, that is a wrap. If you like today's episode, but feel like you still need an extra push, make sure to follow me on Clubhouse for free confidence coaching at Kojo the Goat. Again, that's at Kojo the Goat on Clubhouse. Subscribe. Leave a comment and make sure to follow all our social media channels at YI Network. All inquiries, please email kojo at yinetwork.com. Talk to you soon, guys.